This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to your weekly edition of the Cast, a podcast from Cardinal Authority. I'm senior writer Michael McCammon, joined by publisher Jody Demling, and we're coming to you after... Louisville opens their season with a big 35-21 and really, uh, do the air quotes, it wasn't that close. Victory over Western Kentucky on Saturday night at, at Cardinal Stadium. You know, it saw some good stuff from offense, saw some great stuff from the defense and special teams. We knew going in it was going to be a question mark, and, you know, it's that question mark still hovers around the, the, the special teams, especially, obviously, the, the punting unit. But, Jody, overall, I think, you know, we just finished uh, chatting with Scott Satterfield on his weekly uh, press conference. He's pretty pretty pleased, and I think overall you have to be pleased with what we saw at Cardinal Stadium. Yeah, I mean, it, was it perfect? No. Is it nah. going to be perfect on the first week? No. I, I mean, and, and and quite honestly, it was a lot better than what I thought, what I was maybe expecting because of COVID, because of, um, you know, the, he said it today. He said, "Look, we well, there's no excuse for the, the the special teams except for it was new. It was a new it was new guys in there. He goes, they, they've they've practiced them a lot. But the fact of the matter is, while they've practiced a lot, they haven't hit live a lot. They haven't done a lot of live, and that, nobody has because you couldn't. You know what I mean? Louisville probably mm-hmm. had a little bit more than Western Kentucky. I, I was expecting that game." Um, and, and quite honestly, I was expecting the first day of the NFL and the first day of college football all that I watched this weekend. I was expecting all weekend everything to be pretty sloppy and disjointed and kind of just kind of gross. And and it wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it was it was a lot better than I thought. And Louisville was a lot better than I thought early on. I just thought it would be a slow process to get going because they've been through they've been through so much and done so many things. I just I, I, that's the way I thought it would be. Uh, and it wasn't that way. And, and, and that was a that was a big please for me. The first thing. And the second thing that was a please for me is the fact that when I look at when I look at what the what the defense did, the defense was was a lot better than what I anticipated them being, um, you know, for in the first week. They did show improvement. And the offense was the offense was good. They they took what they could give what, what they gave them and 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 they made it. You know they made it work. Yeah, they yeah they did. You know, and to go back, you know, I guess to the sloppy point, I think they got their sloppiness, you know, kind of out of the way early. Obviously, they, they had the the punting miscue right at the gate, and you know, let Western Kentucky jump on them seven nothing with with without even breaking a sweat. You know, you know, but outside of that, I mean, you're right. I, I thought they were well prepared. Um, I liked seeing the the confidence that coach Satterfield had in, in the team early on. I mean, you, you look at the, at the play to Braden Smith, I mean, backed up against your own goal line in, in a third down situation and they go over the top and hit for that big 63 yard catch to the newcomer, Braden Smith. And, you know, and that kind of, I think set the tone, especially for the first half that the, you know, they, they were coming out firing in all cylinders. And, you know, and if we were handing out game balls, I mean, there's plenty of them to hand out, obviously Mikhail Cunningham, you know, with a career high passing, uh, you know, Braden Smith doing something that hasn't been done at U of L since Deion Branch did it against Kentucky back in 2000. Des Fitzpatrick with, with a phenomenal uh, outing, including 
don't let them pick off a, a clear interception. You know, as Mikhail Cunningham said afterwards, kind of saved them there a little bit. You know, and, and defensively, I mean, phenomenal plays all over the place. Um, really want yeah. to tip the hat. We got a story right up right now on, on Russ Yeast, and what a great story that is coming back from two surgeries and all that he's gone through and, and having such an impact so quickly. I mean, on, on a play that I think, especially two years ago, would have easily, the guys would have pulled up and it would have been an easy touchdown. Uh, but, you know, not giving up on the play, coming and forcing the fumble, recovering the fumble, you know, and, and you know, really kind of shutting down Western's real only hope offensively in the first half. And, and obviously Dorian Etheridge with a, with a big game. Monty Montgomery, what can you say about him? I mean, leading, ta- leading team in sacks last year, he's off to the same, you know, go this year. I mean, gets two against the Hilltoppers uh, in the opener. So a lot of things to be pleased about. And, and you know, to get back to, to the mistake of, of the punter, I mean, as Scott Satterfield pointed out, you know, it's you can have those first game jitters. I mean, he pointed out to himself in his first game at, at Appalachian State, he fumbled the ball, you know, so and it happens. And we've seen Teddy Bridgewater make a mistake early on in his career. Lamar Jackson, same thing, not comparing the punter to those greats. But, you know, things happen when you first touch the ball in your college career. So Knock on wood, you know, that's that's something that's going to be now out of uh, Logan Lupo's uh, bloodstream and, and things will, will turn for the better in week two. Yep. All right. Let's um, um, we'll 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 do let's let's start with our game balls because we can we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll let's start with our game balls on defense. Uh, I, I'm on defense. I'm giving my game ball to Rush East only because. Um, you know, he, he made some other tackles, he made some plays, but he made the biggest play of the game, to be quite honest. Yeah. He made um, the biggest play of the game being uh, not giving up on that play. And he wasn't the only guy. You know, if you go back and you watch it, um, uh, there were several guys that were running like they're supposed to. They were running to the ball down the field, getting there, made a great play and then and, and then picked it up. Now, the one thing is I wish he had just fallen on it instead of trying to pick it up and go and move because he almost if, if you watch close, he almost doesn't get it. And, it, and if it doesn't get it, uh, then it's probably bad news for Louisville. But uh, but hey, he did. He did. And in uh, all in all as well. Um, but he made a big play there. And, and I just think his I think his. Um, it seems like he and, and Isaiah Hayes really play well together and kind of play off of each other a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like how they play out there. Um, Jack Fago had a big game at, at the safety as as well, which was in the middle of, of a bunch of plays. Um, he only got credited with a pair of tackles, but he was in the middle of, of quite a bit. Um, but I, I really liked how those guys, uh, how those guys play, you know, yeast with the fumble recovery. He did have three tackles. Um, was involved in some other plays, but I, I just think they. If you look back to last year and, and and towards the end of the year when he was healthy, before he got hurt, he was playing at a pretty high level, and I think that those guys really kind of feed off of uh, of knowing that he's back there and and that they they can trust the fact that if something does get behind them, that uh, uh, that Russ is going to be there. And, and now if you got Isaiah to sound it the same way, but those two guys played really. I know Dorian led the team in tackles. Monty Montgomery had a couple of, of sacks and all that kind of stuff. Um, but but I just think that really, 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 um, you know, Russie's being back out on that field and the confidence that he has uh, made a big difference for this team. Yeah, and, and Jody, I like that. I mean, I'm not going to argue. Clearly, I'm not going to argue with, with your game ball, and I probably would have given it to him if you didn't. But I think one of the key things with the way he played was that 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 play, that first that forced fumble, came so early that it was a first quarter play. And as he pointed out, you know, after the game, that was a moment where 
you know, he, his confidence returned. He knew what, you know, okay, I don't have to be worried anymore about this injury. Let's go out and play ball. And as we saw, and as you pointed out, he was active, you know, only record you know, credited with three tackles, but like you said, was involved quite a bit uh, throughout the night. My game ball, I am going to give it to Monty Montgomery, a guy that, you know, just continues to come in as a second team guy. Uh, call Whenever he's called on, he comes in and he performs and, and he had some big plays. He was a guy that yeah, I think finished with five tackles, involved quite a bit when he was out there. Um, you know, unbelievable speed for for his position and and just the the attacking mindset that he has. You know, and in that second or it was actually third quarter, Louisville just scored to go up what 35-14, and Western was trying to to mount a an offensive drive to to get those points back and see if they can make a comeback. And you know, and he registers the team's first sack believe it or not not didn't come until the third quarter with a, I think a three-yard sack and then just a couple plays later that huge one when they were attempting to go for it on fourth and ten and he comes in he gets the 14-yard sack you know pushes western all the way back to their own 49 where louisville takes over uh and basically ended the game right there so he's a guy that you know even as a, as a second teamer you know he comes in and he's playing flying around you know a lot of praise from you know, both his teammates and Scott Satterfield afterwards for how uh, an, an aggressive mindset that he has. And he's a guy that I think we're going to continue to see perform at a high level throughout the season. I know you you list him as one of the potential five surprises uh, for the 2020 season and well, yeah, certainly and off I, to a I great start. I, and I think you you have to look at him, and it's Cam George on the offense on the same way. Cam George and Monty Montgomery, to me, are a lot alike in the way we look at them. They're, yeah, they're, the, 12th, they're the 12th starter. Like they're 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 a starter, but they're not a starter. I mean, Monty Montgomery played the first time he came. Well, he comes in on third down most of the time on third down. It's interesting how they line him up on that defensive inside because he's so good coming off of the rush. What they do is they move. They actually move Isaiah Hayes up kind of into the box uh, or they did the other night. They moved Isaiah Hayes kind of up in the box on third down and they move Monty Montgomery on the really as like a, a stand up defensive end kind of thing. Uh, and that's that's one of those sacks came off of that. The other uh, they, they didn't give him a quarterback hurry on the other one. But early in the in this uh, earlier in the third quarter, he had what I would have called a QB hurry um, off of third down coming off of the of the edge as well. And, you know, both of those came against Cole Spencer, who is a, a legit, really good right tackle uh, veteran right tackle there for for Western Kentucky um, and a very good guy. Um, uh, remember to a very good guy for uh, for him to go against because Spencer is pretty physical and Monty's is just too fast for him. And, and so he yeah. had it kind of down uh, and, 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 and had a good spot there. But when you think about um, when you think about what Monty does, you know, on third down, he's there. But then he comes in and he spells, you know, C.J. Avery for a, a for a, a, a drive here and there. Then he comes in and he spells. Uh, the other uh, Dorian Etheridge for a drive here and there. So he can play both of those positions, you know, and I know he's, uh, you know, on the depth chart. Uh, I don't even know who who's he listed as a backup. He's listed as a backup to Montgomery, uh, but but he can play both of those spots. And, and he did the other night. You know, we did see Robert Hicks a little bit, but uh, but he can play both those spots. And uh, so, yeah, Michael, you're right. I think he, um, he he played a really a really good game. And, and I'm pretty confident I, I was going into it, but. There's a couple things I was very confident about our preseason projections. I'm very, very, I'm very confident about Monty Montgomery being um, the kind of the surprise guy, and I'm I was super confident about Braden Smith being the newcomer, and I'm still very confident about what we have uh, as our MVPs because I think in a grand scheme of a whole year, 
you know, Rajay Burns, CJ Avery, and, and Dorian are going to be the three guys that are going to be at the top, you know, kind of the leading tacklers throughout the year. And of course, Mikhail. Uh, is 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 on offense. So, um, all right. When you look at the, a game ball on offense, um, I'm not going to give him a game ball, but I do want to give him a shout out because I think he made a huge play, and that's Caleb Chandler because he recovered when Mikhail got got smoked that one time by uh, 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 by D'Angelo Malone. He, re, you know, uh, Caleb Chandler, Chandler recovered that ball. Um, the line, you know, the line. I'm not going to give it to a lineman. They graded out number one uh, Pro Football Focus, and uh, and they did a good job. Um, of pass blocking, they got to improve some things in in the, in their run game. Uh, they only gave up one sack. They only gave up two QB hurries, uh, which were both ranked in the top ten nationally. And and when you think about what Western did in, in loading up the box, they they did a good job. So I'm not going to give it to one of those guys uh, now. I, you know, you could give it to a number of different players, but uh, um, but but I'm going to do I'm going to go with Braden just because. Um, he was the spark early on, and uh, and he got things going. I mean, you know, it, it, it was funny because where we were uh, on the radio in the box, you know, it's like, okay, here's this guy, this 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 guy sprinting down, and you can only see one side of the, you can see the one, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, here's this guy sprinting down the middle of the field. Oh, look at Tutu's gonna catch. Oh, it's 81. It's not one. You know, it's like yeah. maybe he's not as fast as Tutu, and he's a little bit bigger than Tutu. Uh, but man, he really gets it done. So I'm, I'm going to give it to Braden for uh, for his uh, ability. Yeah, a couple of huge catches. Obviously, targeted four times, caught all four of them. So a great outing for him. Uh, certainly. Also, you know, I'm not going to give them game balls, but certainly the tight ends uh, deserve some mentioning. Marshan Ford, you know, led the ACC tight ends and touchdowns receptions last year with seven. Caught another one. So you know, he's he's off to a good start. And and Ian Pfeiffer missed a touchdown on three career catches. All going for touchdowns, the first Cardinal in program history to do something something like that. Um, and since you gave your game ball to Braden, I'm going to give the game ball to the guy who delivered it, Mikhail Cunningham, 19 of 34, career high 334, 343 uh, yards passing, three touchdowns. Did have the the one interception. Again, I'm doing the air quotes thing. Bounced around for eternity. I was able to go get a drink, come back, and it was still bouncing around. So he had a great game. Also, you know, got a touchdown, you know, with his with his legs as well, 14-yard run, which was a big, big moment in the game as well. So uh, it's kind of what you expected and hoped from Mikhail. Uh, you know, obviously there's a bigger spotlight on him, a lot, of, a lot more expectations. that You know, he's got to be feeling it on his shoulders, but he seems to, to shrug that stuff off, and he certainly – performed at a high level with all that added added expectations you know didn't seem like a blink an eye extremely confident extremely humble uh and goes out there and does his job and you know so great start for mikhail and he got the you know from the 247 sports network he was the number one rated uh, player in the acc you know or at least got the number one honor for top performer in the acc uh this week so kudos to him and as well as Des- Des Fitzpatrick, number four on that list and he had a great game as well well and and i honestly think um you know, there's been a lot of banter back and forth about the punt team. We'll get to that in a few minutes mm-hmm. and about the offensive line and this and that and all, you know, what I, I maybe I'm a little harder on him because I know he's hard on himself, but I didn't think it was one of McHale's better games. You know, um, I, I just I thought maybe a couple of those throws. I, I like that he's getting rid of the ball and he's not taking a sack, but yeah. I thought on a couple of them. He could maybe wait a little bit longer, or um, there were a couple times when I thought, okay, he's going to run. Oh, he's not. He's he's getting he's getting rid of the ball. So I was kind I was a little bit surprised in that. I'm not. Again, I, it's a it's game one, and he hasn't had as many reps with these guys right now that uh, 
you know, in, in, in full game mode and all that kind of stuff. So I think he'll get better and better. And, and he played, I thought he, he played just fine and he played, you know, well enough for that game to, to be quite honestly, I was never, I mean, even when Louisville was down, I was never really in doubt that they were going to win the game, that they were not going to win the game just because they have so many uh, weapons. And I, and I knew that they did. So, uh, but I wasn't, I, I didn't think it was one of his, uh, one of his better games. Now, he, you know, when you look at the stats, you know, he ends up with uh, uh, a career high in passing, but they loaded up the box and he had to throw it. And, you know, 19 of 34, again, I think he, some of those, some of those uh, 15 incompletions are probably when he looks at the tape going, man, look, I had this open. I had that, you know, kind oh, of thing. Sure, he threw yeah. that one. He threw the one ball. I will say this. The one, the one that I think he would want really back is they uh, it was at the first, you know, his first quarter because they were coming down towards um, the uh, the uh, the uh, the Adidas club end zone kind. And they had he threw a ball to Dez on on kind of an out route it was about a 15 or 16 yard out route and had he just looked at his next progression he had two two flashing across the middle down the the middle of the field and i don't think anybody could have could have gone with him and then the next one of the next plays because it was right before uh, uh, the actual the first punt that the, they got actually got away the ne- the very next play he threw it down the field and he overthrew. I don't yeah. know if it was Dez or, or he overthrew somebody. So, um, so anyway, there's 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 room for improvement and uh, and and it's good for that there's that there's week one. All right, let's let's real quick go through um, some things on offense, Michael. That uh, um, uh, some things on offense that we saw um, uh, some newcomers. Jordan Watkins actually played a ton. Um, I, I don't think you know he didn't get any he didn't get any targets. Uh, but he was out there. He was out there quite a bit. Uh, he actually played uh, a lot. Um, and uh, and really, Cam DeGeorge was the newcomer that saw the most action. I mean, I don't consider Renato. Renato Brown's not a newcomer because he played in four games last year. He just redshirted. Um, I, I thought Renato Brown was was really solid. Uh, Scott Satterfield said he thought, you know, Renato Brown was really, really good um, uh, in, in, in his first game. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I thought DeGeorge was good when he came in. I kept track, uh, I, I, and I guess I have to do this every game. I kept a running track. Um, he didn't play in the first series. The second series, he spelled Robbie Bell. The third series, he spelled Caleb Chandler. The fourth series, he sat out. The fifth series, um, he was out, and Renato Brown's helmet, something happened. So we went in there for Renato Brown. And then the next series, he was back in for Bell, and then rotated in for Chandler, and then out, and then Bell, and then Chandler. So it's going to be one of those rotating things. They got six guys that they feel really good at and with up front, and uh, and that's what it's going to be. And it doesn't matter if a mistake is made. It doesn't matter if a touchdown is scored. They're going to stick to the rotation. It's almost like early in games when last year. Remember, we were like, okay, are you going to keep running that ball? You're going to keep running that ball. You keep running that ball, and then the next thing you look, and it's like, oh, they're over 200 yards rushing. Um, it's 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 kind of like that. So. Uh, I thought those. I thought the, I, I was excited for Jordan Watkins to see him out there because that means they've got a lot of trust in him. Yeah, um, you know, going back on the offensive line, I was quite pleased with how they played. Again, as you mentioned, graded out number one from Power Football Focus. Uh, you know, and, and that's certainly you know something that, that Dwayne Lefford and the, and the group are going to hang their hat on. But still, plenty of uh, as you pointed out, plenty of room for improvement. I'd like to have seen more uh, from the running game, but it, obviously Western Kentucky did load up the box. That was kind of their focus was to li- limit uh, UVL's rushing attack. I would like to have seen Hassan get a few more carries. Um, you know, Javion got the bulk of him, 19 attempts. Hassan uh, just six. He had the big run of the game with the 41 yards. 
uh, down that where he broke down free down the sideline. You know, so he averaged like 11 yards per carry. Um, and I think that's probably a number we'll see uh, increase, you know, as the season goes on, especially depending on how, you know, the opponents are, are, are lining up, you know, if, if they have to, you know, open things up and can't load them up like Western did. And I think, you know, both of them obviously have chances to go over a hundred yards, you know, on multiple games uh, throughout the, the rest of the year throughout the rest of the year. So looking forward to those guys as well. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think overall uh, going to back to Jordan Watkins, we've heard a lot of things uh, about him through, through camp. Um, I'm excited to see him finally, you know, when he will get a target to see what he can do. You know, cause you know, one of the things that stands out to me from the comments from some of his teammates that we've heard, I think it was Des Fitzpatrick when he was talking about him, how he described him as a speed guy, but in the terms of, he didn't seem like a freshman speed guy, which means, He's got the ability to control his speed. He can turn on the dime. He can, you know, make the adjustments when needed. Where where rookies often, will, they're just fast and they're kind of out of control once they get the ball. But he was very complimentary of how well Jordan can control his speed. So looking forward to seeing uh, once he does get the ball in his hands, what he's able to do with it on the on a power five level. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you know, I, I, again, I thought overall offensively, as we uh, as as we kind of move on and we'll move to defense and special teams overall offensively. Um, a lot of a lot of good things that you can uh, that you can build on a lot of good things to build on um, for this team moving forward. And I know that they will um, in, uh, in 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 a good um, a good a good test, a good test, because that's a that's a Western Kentucky defense. that did load the box up uh, and uh, and and they're going to be moving forward. They're going to be really good. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure who. I mean, how many, what, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't looked at the, they're better than, they're better. Let's, I'll say this. They won't be the worst team on Louisville's schedule. There's no way. Louisville no. Will and, have, you know, and I, I think the Conference USA, you know, whoever wins Conference USA is probably going to come between whoever lost to Louisville and Miami uh, last week. I think, you know, it's going to be Western or UAB would be my pick. Um, but before we do move on to, to defense, uh, I guess the one thing that I would like to have seen more from the offense, and it's been, talked about is the second half we just saw the the one touchdown um you hate to say that they they let up or kind of coasted in the second half because again i think western kentucky has a very good defense but would like to have seen more consistency uh, offensively you know for the entire four quarters but again you know a lot of positives there and a lot a lot of good things to, to build on obviously they got 487 total yards so there's a lot of positives there yeah no no doubt about it um uh i think you're right and uh yeah, moving forward, they've got to they've got to do better in the second half. They've got to be consistent and uh, and look, it wasn't perfect. I mean, that's the thing. It's not, um, it, it was it was not perfect uh, at all. Um, but it was uh, but it was a solid solid one. Uh, by the way, just into my mailbox as we're talking and wrapping up offense. Um, uh, receiver Braden Smith um, was the receiver of the week for the ACC. So uh, I thought he might be rookie of the week. Georgia Tech. Uh, that Jeff Sims guy uh, for Georgia Tech got that, but uh, uh, Braden Smith is the uh, we receiver of the week for uh, in the ACC. So congrats to Braden. And well deserved. I mean, when when you do something that hasn't been done, you know, in what ten years or twenty years, excuse me, if I can do my math right, and the guy the last guy to do went on to become a Super Bowl MVP and Deion Branch, you know, you kind of deserve it. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but uh, you know, let, let's talk about the defense. Um, Obviously, there's been a lot of, you know, talk how much they need to improve, you know, from year one of the Satterfield era, uh, working under defensive coordinator Brian Brown to year two. We've talked about how they're faster. 
how the, the workouts in, in the weight room have made them bigger and more physical. Um, and because of their knowledge, they don't have to think as much. They can react. And I think game one, we saw a lot of that come to fruition. I lost you there for a second. Sorry, but uh, my phone kind of clicking in and out. But yeah, I think I know what you, I think I know what you said. But uh, I, I, defense I'm, is looking a lot better. Yeah, than last year. It, it there were <laughs> there were things there were still things that they, they, they that they have to work on. Here, here's the biggest thing to me. Western Kentucky had a lot of I had a lot. I won't say a lot. Five plays last year, four or five plays last year where they had guys just running free and mo- and moving around. Um I think there were two the other night, and both of them, uh, one of them was recovered by because because uh, of the fumble, um, and the other one ended up in, in a touchdown late. That was the one where it was a totally yeah. blown thing. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it was uh, I think it was one of those nights um, where they did a really good job, in my opinion, uh, of of taking care of business. Um, and, and, and moving on, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think the defense let up and they played, look, they played 20, they played 27 guys, I think in all, and they played no 25. I'm sorry. They played 25 guys in all and all those 25 guys played in the first half. So it wasn't like that. They were, they were just sticking with the same guys and it was just a few of them doing it. There was a lot of dudes out there doing it. That's the 25 guys is a heck of a lot of guys that played. Yeah, you know, and that's what we've kind of been hearing. How they want to, you know, take advantage uh, of getting these guys some reps and the experience because it's important, especially for the guys that didn't have as much last year. I mean, but when you look at their overall performance and the one touchdown they gave up, you know, in the fourth quarter, it was also, you know, a short field, and uh, you know, uh, you could just say this: Western Kentucky almost had every touchdown they had almost handed to them. Obviously, they had to get it across the goal line and earn it. Don't want to take that away from them, but. But Louisville certainly helped them out, especially on the first two. But they held Western Kentucky for the game under 250 yards. I think 248 was what they ended up posting. You know, they, they held Conference USA, arguably one of the best runners in Conference USA, you know, to, a, you know, what, just 19 yards. Uh, you know, so you, you got to tip your hat to, to the performance of the defense. Came out that they're, they're flying around. You could tell that, that second year under the same coordinator is certainly making a difference, as is the added depth and the competition that they brought in from the newcomers as well. So uh, there's been a lot of talk about how it's going to improve, and we certainly saw them take that forward step in game one of 2020. Yeah, no doubt about it. And when you uh, and, and think about this, a lot of newcomers did play. A lot of guys, you know, Trey Clark uh, uh, looked pretty good. Had a, had a, uh, a pass breakup, at least one, um, a, a couple tackles here and there, but they didn't really challenge, uh, you know, him as much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about yeast and, uh, and Hayes earlier on, um, Anthony Johnson played a, a solid on the, on the other, the other corner spot and Chandler Jones came in for him. Jones spelled, uh, uh, Clark a little bit, uh, also, um, you know, on, on the, uh, on the front line, it's, it's like a revolving door, um, you know, of guys on the, on the front line there. And, and quite honestly, uh, a little different than what we might have thought as far as the, uh, uh, the rotation, it was, it was Goldwire, Diaby, and and Peterson, um, and then the next rotation was Perrier, Kennard, and Micah Bland. That's three guys that started as walk-ons. They were the th- the, the second rotation for Louisville. Um, Micah Bland is still a walk-on. Kennard uh, is is on scholarship, and I think Perrier is still a walk-on at this point um, as well. But those three guys rotated up front. Desmond Tell really played well when he was in there. Uh, and Jadarian Boykin got in there and got it and, and mixed it up as well. 
Um, uh, he didn't play as many as many snaps. Uh, I thought Desmond Tell was the biggest bright spot to me, knowing he's a true freshman. I thought he was the biggest bright spot on on the on the front line. Um, and then with the linebackers, we talked about it. Monty was in and out with all those guys. Abdullah played well. Um, you know, Burns played well, and uh, and and quite honestly, I don't think Burns. Uh, he didn't come out much. Um, you know, he yeah. switches around on third down and, and moves around a little bit, but uh, uh, you know, he didn't come out much. I, I was I was a little surprised with playing 25 guys. We did not see Malik Clark, um, and we did not see we saw Hicks, and we did not see KJ Cloyd on defense. We saw him on special teams, but we didn't see him on defense. Um, and and like I said, Fago and Marlon Character uh, did their roles as backup guys and came in and played well on third down. Yeah, going back to Rajay, you know, I think he had kind of quietly a really, really good outing, which has kind of become the norm and the expectation in, in the game-by-game production for Rajay. I mean, five tackles, including four for solo stops, had two tackles for a loss, had a nice pass breakup as well. He's just a guy that knows how to get involved, um, and that's why he doesn't come off the field very much. Um, but a lot of positives, you know, the, the, the one concern that I have, you know, Piggy T, the Western quarterback, Tyron Pigram, um, he was able to, to escape a little bit and get around, and Louisville's going to see that uh, again in week two with Derek from Miami, the graduate transfer from Houston. Um, you know, and, and that's always challenging when you do have a dual-threat quarterback back there, and Derek likes to you know, throw the ball around as well. So that's going to be a challenge for him, and, and certainly you know, they've got to a much deeper and more talented stable of running backs. So the, the challenge they faced in week one, certainly is escalating a lot more into week two. Um, and so they've got their work cut out for them. But I think, again, uh, I think you saw a lot of positives. You see them starting to make that, that that forward progression. You went through the defensive line. I think that that shows that this is still, the, the depth chart is still a work in progress. As Brian Brown has said, you know, last year and even this year, it's not just a one-year you know, project that this is going to take multiple years to get the, the defense, you know, depth chart wise to where they want it to be. But certainly tip your hat to the guys that, you know, on that second team that came in, they performed well. I thought Micah Bland, uh, you know, did, did a lot better than, you know, anyone ever expected. Most people were scratching their heads wondering who he was, but the, it shows that development that they've got, you know, you know, as far as producing these players and bringing them up, bringing them along, but really excited to see what the defense can do in week two. Yep, no doubt about it. It's uh, an interesting uh, uh, matchup this week. It'll be uh, yeah. uh, game day and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, I do, I do predict Jack Harlow is a guest is a guest picker. I, I think. Um, I mean, I, I don't sense. know. Maybe. I mean, I know Donovan would probably do it. Um, um, but uh, but being right now kind of in uh, just getting finished with the season and all that, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. But I, my my prediction is. Uh, uh, is Jack Harlow. And that's not a bad one because uh, uh, as far as Scott Satterfield was talking about recruiting and you can't have recruits, you know, on campus right now, and it really hurts things. Uh, um, it, that is a, uh, that would be a big recruits know who Jack Harlow is. I know a lot of people maybe uh, listening to our podcast might not know uh, some, you know, some people might not know, uh, but recruits know who, uh, know who he is and in uh, that kind of thing. So uh, all good. Should be a fun should be a fun week. We'll keep you posted on everything. Um, real quick, uh, baseball has started. Uh, they're out there uh, uh, doing some scrimmages. Uh, unfortunately, we can't go, but uh, but they're out there doing some scrimmages and and, all, and the likes. And uh, uh, from what I've heard, it's uh, it's competitive as can be. And you know, Glenn Albanese, uh, uh, a pitcher who we had talked a lot about last uh, last year, uh, the expectation was there for him to have a huge season. Was sitting at 96 to 98 
um, uh, uh, last weekend. So, uh, so a pretty, a pretty potent arm there for, uh, for him. Uh, and, uh, and then, and then really I'm hoping this week we'll see with basketball, the division one council hopefully is going to make that change to where, um, to where he, the, the coaches can get like, uh, for a few more hours, um, I know there's been some things, you know, back around and this and that. I hope they can get a few more hours because, um, you know, quite honestly, they really they need it right now. Uh, they need more hours than what they're uh, that what they're doing. Um, I'm not sure when the season's going to start. I think now I'm pretty confident that it is going to start at some point, um, uh, uh, maybe even before the beginning of the new year. Um, but, uh, but, but the, but the division one council Wednesday, it sounds like they're going to vote, uh, to add a few more hours a week, which I know all coaches would, would really, really like, because, uh, it's been tough. It's, it's been tough on these guys, uh, and guys, I, you know, we're not going to see a ton of improvement, um, nationally. It's not, you know, it's not one, it's not just one team. It's everybody. They rely so much on that summer instruction and, and a lot of that got taken away from them. Yeah, they need to bring that back. And like you, you know, I'm hoping, obviously, there's been a lot talked about the potential start at November 25th for college basketball. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, if, if, it, if it happens before the, the turn of, of the new year, you know, I think that's a, a huge win for college basketball. Again, I agree with you. I think they need to get some more instruction and excited to see baseball get going. A, a couple things to look forward to um, this coming week for Cardinal Authority. Obviously, we're going to have tons of coverage. Uh, for the Louisville-Miami game that's coming up on Saturday night. But we're also, you know, the NFL is now underway. A lot of, you know, highlighted by Mike Lamar Jackson. A lot of guys did some good stuff yesterday. We'll have a, re, you know, kind of the, the league overview on how the, the Cardinals and the pros did. We'll have that uh, coming this week. Also, you know, in Major League Baseball, you got guys like Adam Duvall and Will Smith are currently on fire. So we're going to have a report on those guys as well coming up this week. So a lot to look forward to this week. Yep, we'll have our uh, game day edition of the podcast uh uh, with our picks and all that later in the week, uh, but we've got plenty for you coming up. Keep clicking CardinalAuthority.com. He's senior writer Michael McCammon. I'm publisher Jody Demlin. Cards are 1-0 Miami and game day this week. We'll have it all covered for you. CardinalAuthority.com. We'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.